Our Captain Nightcrawler has quite the air pirate booty. Welcome to a special summer series episode of the Mutant Musings Podcast. It's September 2019, and we'll be discussing episodes of Wolverine and the X-Men. I'm your host, Jonathan, and with me as always is my sticky goop, Patty. Here's your friendly reminder that you can leave us a comment on this episode's webpage on geekade.com, leave us ratings and reviews on iTunes or anywhere else you find our podcast, follow us on Instagram at mutant underscore musings underscore podcast, and follow us on Twitter at mutant musings. We post about a lot more than the podcast because we love talking X-Men 24-7. We don't sleep, we don't shower, we don't go outside, just X-Men, just X-Men, and Speaking of shower, we are about to shower you in bad language. We're about to wash behind your ears with all the fucks and dicks and life elves you can handle. Can't handle the heat? Then get out of the shower. The fuck are you doing in here anyway? This is private property. And by private property, I'm talking about my junk. There's your explicit content warning. That was really good. Yeah, thank you. You're welcome. Thank you. I feel like uh, this has been my calling. It's just to write fucking ridiculous, sexual, funny copy for our podcast. I need to figure out how to get paid for it. Well, you do a good job. Thank you. So how are you doing, Patty? I'm good. Are you? Yeah. Yeah? Yeah, we just watched these episodes. Yeah, we did. So and what, was... what happened earlier today? Did anything special happen earlier today? I I don't know. Did we do something earlier today? <laughs> we went to Joanne. We, we did. What happened before Joanne's? Uh, you got your roof painted. What happened? <laughs> yeah, now the roof match- matches the carpet. Uh, <laughs> what happened on Instagram earlier? Oh, yeah, Emma Dumont noticed me. <laughs> yeah, so so that happened today. Because everyone should notice Patty, especially yes. Emma Dumont. Since Patty is cosplaying Emma Dumont, yes. it only made sense that Emma Dumont notices well, Patty. Well, I'm not cosplaying the gifted version of polaris and cosplaying the og version of polaris you're cosplaying emma dumont cosplaying the comic polaris yes let's be real yeah yeah but she's way prettier than i am that's a lie that is such a lie and And everybody knows it skinnier than i am that's that's also a lie that's not a lie that's also a lie the camera decreases 10 pounds everybody (laughs) knows knows that she gets paid to like stay in shape and stuff, and I'm just like, oh, I really want pizza. So fucking eat pizza. There's <laughs> absolutely do not. Be but then a pizza I don't look apologist. as cute you when I'm wearing cute. a bathing suit. You look cute. I got the fat literally all the time. Yeah. So so by the time this comes out, you know it'll be unofficially end of summer. Sad. Yeah, it is sad. It is the objectively best season there is on the planet. Yes. Out of the four, this this is definitely the best one. All you people, you keep your pumpkins in your pants until <laughs> it is officially October. But still, it's still technically summer, so it's still our summer series, and that's why we're talking about it. I, I, I've been asked a couple of times already if this is something that we are going to continue, and the answer is I hope so. For the most part, the episodes have been getting, you know, good good reception from from listeners and, and people. And people who don't read the comics can, like, you know listen to these episodes yes. and and understand what's going on yeah exactly because so that's cool right and not too many of my friends actually read comics so i can make them listen to these episodes <laughs> you can make them i can make them <laughs> that is your job that's why that's why patty isn't on twitter or instagram as much she's <laughs> on facebook getting all of these friends and forcing them to listen to us yeah and- i mean I made <laughs> I, I made so many like internet friends just from like my hero Facebook groups and just like 
posting a lot of pictures of Eraser Mike. I've made a bunch of really good friends that way, which is kind of weird. No. But yeah, I'll make them listen to it. That's okay. For those of you who don't know what a My Hero is, it <laughs> is an a, it's a, it's an anime, My Hero Academia, and Eraser Mike is is a ship of eraser head and presentation michael yes yeah so so there you go you can google that but, yeah but i be got careful. i got the hot ones be careful if you guys need some spicy eraser mike i got you yeah we go to con- anime conventions and patty buys porn i do and i i just kind of <laughs> i kind of stand there and watch her stuff all right anyway you know you guys uh voted for these episodes so we picked obviously the the top four there was one instance where I had to pull out a tiebreaker, and I did that with the first episode we're going to be talking about because I love this episode, and years ago, I had Patty watch this just randomly because I loved it so much and I wanted to show it to her, and that is Excalibur. Calibre. 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 That is the uh, English writing of it, I guess. And it, it, yes, with the X and the dash. And then yes. Calibre. Yes. Yes. Well, you know how they have, like, old day chape? Oh, my God. That bothers the <laughs> fuck out of me. I hate the, the ye olde chape. Yeah. It bothers me. Yeah. Stop doing that. Well, we okay. All the so I, I learned this also, I think, on Tumblr that, like, okay, for example, the word color was originally spelled with a U. Kalauer. Yeah. And. Kalauer power. I guess it was cheaper. To print newspapers here if you took out letters. Like, you yes. had to pay for the letter. So, that's why America has certain spellings that are different. Good. Um, Fuck the U's and the E's. <laughs> oh, man. Okay. That was a fun journey. All right. Yeah. <laughs> so, before we get into this, I've never seen any of these episodes. Well, I've never seen any of this show before except for this one episode. So, it was... Uh, I guess interesting to watch it again because it's been a few years. Yeah, yeah, it has been. And um, other than this uh, one episode, I have not revisited this cartoon. It is not because I don't like it. I was watching this as it was coming out in 2009, like every week. Uh, I don't know if I was home at the time. Maybe I was catching it on the internet afterwards or whatever. But I watched every episode and and I did enjoy it. And then, you know, I mean, I'm not going to really... Well, it doesn't matter if I spoil it or not. Patty knows. But, you know, they, you got the cliffhanger at the end of the series. And obviously there was never a season two, which kind of stinks. It would have been cool to see that happen. But I have to say, out of the three main X-Men cartoons, we're not talking about Pride of the X-Men or guest appearances in other cartoons. This is my least favorite uh, of the three. I don't think it's yeah, bad. Agreed. I don't think it's bad. I still enjoy it. And, and I enjoyed... You know, kind of just laying down and watching these episodes, you know, back to back before we started recording. And and I kind of, you know, it jogged my memory a little bit. And I kind of want to run through the whole thing again. But I also want to do that with X-Men Evolution, which is a lot longer. So when, like, the interest started for the first episode, I was like, where's Gene? And Jonathan was like, (laughs) ha, that's the whole point of the show is where's Gene? (laughs) Yeah, sort of. But yeah, so so out of the four that we're going to be talking about, I have to say that this is maybe my favorite. Um, it also seemed like the most fun. This show had a decidedly darker tone. It wasn't darker. It just wasn't as fun as Evolution. Uh, I, I don't know, though. I still I still feel like I this wouldn't was... say it's dark. I would say it's more like serious. Yeah, I guess more serious. But, uh, you know, the, I mean, for those of you who don't know the show, the X-Men 
had basically sort of broken up because there was this huge psychic attack. Jean disappeared. Charles disappeared. So the X-Men sort of disbanded. And then Wolverine has been trying to sort of put them back together and has been getting visits in his mind from Xavier late at night to have sexy British talks nice. on the astral plane. Yeah, yeah because... everybody in this show is British for some reason. <laughs> like, okay. I, I But still no Australian Wolverine. I know. I was going to say that because Magneto had one in this too, and he's Polish. Yeah. That that was just really annoying. Emma had one. That was really annoying. That was the amazing. Only one that they got right was Psylocke. It was listen, Emma was amazing because they have mentioned it at least once in the comics about her fake British accent. Saying to Scott, like, oh, because your girlfriend has a fake British accent. I love it. I love it. And it works perfectly for her character. But anyway, so so the setup for this is that Emma was able to locate Nightcrawler. He's he's on a boat. Nightcrawler's on a boat. I'm on a boat, what? motherfucker. Don't you <laughs> ever forget. It's this exact dialogue from the fucking show. Nightcrawler singing on a boat. That's where they got the inspiration from. Nightcrawler on a boat. I know. Yeah, okay, good. So no, it was it was an interesting setup because you know Magneto has, you know, the the nation of Genosha is a safe haven for mutants, and it's kind of like, welcome, everybody. Everybody come here. You'll be safe away from humanity. And so Nightcrawler decides to go check it out, and they're sort of like a, they're charging for this ferry service. You know, obviously, boats It's are, a cargo ship. Yeah. The cargo ships that are going to deliver goods to wherever the fuck they're going are also making money by saying, oh, hey, you're a mutant, and you want to be, you know, snuck out of the country into Genosha. You pay us money, and you can hang out. And we'll we'll get you there. It's like safe passage because, you know, there's a mutant response division. You know, they're basically looking to put mutants in cages and shit. Literally, the premise. So, so yeah. So, Nightcrawler gets on the boat and there's a bunch of other mutants on there, too. And so, we see Squid Boy. Squid Boy got some love. I just This was just an episode that was really well put together. You know, because... Kurt is having, like, these flashbacks to when he was a kid and, like, you know, in Germany and being chased by villagers and shit like that. So he knows what it's like, you know, to be fucking picked on for looking different. And so that's how the mutants on the ships are being treated because they're not being treated well. Even though they're paying however much they're paying, they're still in, like, the cargo hold. They're not being given food. They're not, be they're not being given fucking beds or anything like that. And so what's really amazing is Nightcrawler coming to their defense and literally teleporting an entire table full of food away from, like, the crew on the ship for the mutants. And then, while the crew is sleeping, fucking taking their sheets and their and their pillows, too. Like, listen, these people paid you well. Like, they deserve, like, basic human, like, treatment. So this was kind of like a Simpsons predicting the future kind of situation because <clears throat> everything that you just said, you know, paying... Basically, everything that yes. you have to get smuggled out of the country into yeah. some place that's safe, you know, getting treated like shit, you know, not having beds or pillows Being or blankets. Of basic human rights. Yes. yes. That's exactly what I'm saying. Being put in cages by the government. Yeah. I that don't know. I feel familiar. like, yeah, I feel like we've seen that somewhere before in the. I feel like we've seen that a couple of places before. Yeah, maybe. And so, yeah. And so, fucking Kurt reveals himself. And fucking, you know, knocks out a bunch of the fucking crew members and then takes the captain and is, like, dangling him and threatening him. And he's like, you know, these people paid good money and they deserve food and they deserve good treatment. 
and he's like gonna fucking drop the captain until he concedes and like it's okay and that, that was just awesome just seeing nightcrawler come to the defense of these mutants some of some of whom are are pretty powerful in their own right and a couple maybe not so much like squid boy he even says that he's like oh squid boy that well that would be my x-men name <laughs> if i was an x-men but you know uh, I can only breathe underwater. That's a dope power, all right? Yeah. There's nothing wrong with that. You know what you could do? You could, uh, oh, what the fuck is that word? What's the word when you, like, try to pretend, like, like if you go to, like, a pool house and you pretend that you're bad at pool and then, like, with your friends and then you, like, go against a guy for money? Hustling. Hustling. That's the word. What, he's gonna okay. hustle people? So yeah, a uh, Squid Boy can, you know, go and enter one of those, like, hold your breath underwater contests oh, and hustle those. hustle people. I yeah. love those. Yeah. I entered those all the time as a kid. <laughs> I love watching the fucking world championships online. Yeah, they're, they're the best. Okay, so I don't know if you, well, no, you wouldn't know They're this, bringing but... them to ESPN, you know, the Ocho? <laughs> the <Next> Ocho. <laughs> there was this show on um, GSN when I was younger. I used to watch Game Show Network all the time when I was a kid. But they have this one show called Dog Eat Dog, and I forget what like the that main challenges are, like or whatever. The opposite of something you would watch. Yeah, no, it was. I don't. I don't remember exactly what it was. Okay. But you were supposed to be like very vicious against each other, I guess, and that's why they called it that. But the final rounds, they had to do something like really crazy or whatever. And one of them was basically that they had to stay underwater for as long as they can versus another person, and whoever won got like a hundred thousand dollars or whatever the fuck the prize was so they they had like things to weigh them down and they also had like they were attached to something that would pull them out like the second they press the button so one of the guys i don't remember if he won or not that round but he ended up dying he was he was okay they got him out of the water and he was fine then but he ended up dying from I forget, a stroke or something, or something relating to having his brain deprived of oxygen, and uh, his family tried suing the show, and they were like, sorry, he signed a waiver. I forget whatever happens about that, if they won or not, but that was an interesting thing. Yeah, that's they... a heartwarming story, yeah. especially when we're talking about a cartoon and Squid Boy. Yeah, yeah you're welcome that good. for yeah. that little insight into Game Show Network. Yeah, fun for the whole family. Yeah, <laughs> good. <laughs> Who else died, Patty? Let's talk about other deaths. <laughs> the one cock brother died. <laughs> All right. They're there. They're there. All right. So so another part of the setup for this show was you see this one ship uh, in the opening, you know, and they don't show the mutants or what's going on, but they show that the ship got, like, attacked and, like, all the cargo was, like, floating in the water. And so you're like, oh, what's going on? And so, well, we find out. Because there's this really big fucking glowy green sort of ship that comes and attacks the one that Nightcrawler is on uh, with all these mutants. And it turns out it's... That's the bad ship. It's the bad ship. It is Spiral. And uh, obviously Spiral is working for Mojo, just like in in the comics. And, uh, you know, Mojo wants people to come, you know, fucking fight on fucking Mojo television. So he wants to get mutants. So that's what Spiral is after. She's after the mutants that are on these fucking boats because they're pretty much, you know, defenseless. She's not going to go fucking attack Genosha and try to get them that way. And Spiral's hanging out with the Reavers for whatever reason. Uh, The only thing I was, you know, I mean, whatever. They they took a lot of liberties in this show. But one that was a little upsetting is this little detail is that bone breaker did not have the fucking tank treads that would have been badass that would have been dope seeing him tank treads riding around on a boat i mean i don't know i just feel yeah like i mean i feel like 
Well, at least for me, I can't discern the reavers. The the reavers, yeah. Really? And usually, it's, racist. It's you're a reaver racist. No, it's usually like because there were so many groups at that time. I forget. I always forget which one is which. So <laughs> I, it's it's always like the tank treads that I'm like, oh, that's that's who that is. That's that's the reavers. I don't know any of their names. Oh, I don't that know which group. one is which. The one yeah. with the tank treads. That yeah, group of that people group. over there. Those other people. Yeah, I added. othered them. <laughs> Whatever, they did it to themselves. Whoa, whoa, whoa. The Reavers, they wanted to be robots. <laughs> Cyborgs. <laughs> Whatever. <laughs> Cyborg is just a fancy name for... Yep. Al- for for person, I... <laughs> person slash machine fucker. <laughs> The person fucked a machine and I their baby is a cyborg. I really apologize to any fans of DC Comics out there. The Justice League Teen Titans cyborg. I'm so sorry. I'm so Patty has never read a DC comic book in her life. No, that's not true. <laughs> I read that Harley Quinn series. It was awful. <laughs> um. All right. So yeah, so that's like, that's like the big conflict. So uh, the fucking, the Reavers spiral, they managed to knock Nightcrawler out. And so they abduct a bunch of the mutants. And yeah, so Nightcrawler comes too and he wants to go save them. He wants to repair uh, the ship that got pirated and get everybody okay to fucking Genosha. So, you know, he tries to put his own little like, you know, makeshift team together and to like find out like what they can do. And it's, it's, it's kind of funny because Network is like, oh, none of us have, like, cool powers. And I'm like, are you kidding me? Network can talk to machines. She's like Donatello. Or Sage. She does machines. <laughs> so, yeah, and so it was great. So we find out who these mutants actually are. So, you know, I mean, I don't think any of them. You know, none of them went by their actual, like, comic book mutant names. But, yeah, so, so the one with the black hair, that was Network. And then who was next? I think, I think Sticky Goop. Introduce himself. He's like, I make sticky goop. <laughs> it was just, and and he's he's not one that like I could put together. But I looked him up, and that's supposed to be Vindaloo, who I is have no idea an who that is acolyte. Oh, you know. Okay, if you say so. <laughs> it was hilarious, you guys, when we were watching this, and and as soon as we saw the long blonde hair and the backwards hat, Patty was like, "Is that Adam X?" I was like, "I wish." <laughs> oh my god. I would soil myself. But then um, Pixie is like, I have butterfly wings. <laughs> and she's like, she points to the guy in the corner. Like, he doesn't talk much, but he shatters things. Because it was shatter. It looks so cool. You're just standing there leaning, looking <laughs> all smug. And she's like, man, I'm mad. I don't talk. Yeah. Yeah. Same. Yeah. <laughs> no, I Pixie didn't have an accent either. Yeah, but she also didn't have but much But they dialogue. should have given her an accent. And Dazzler was there. You, 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 and you, she didn't say anything. You blink, you miss that. She was there. And the only real thing marking that it was Dazzler was the blue paint around her eyes. Seriously. She she showed off her powers uh, in either the next episode or, or after that, briefly, when they made it to Genosha. Spoilers! But, but yeah, she, she didn't do anything. She could have fucking helped. And Pixie couldn't teleport either. Pink, All she Pixie, could do was have pink hair and butterfly wings. And no pixie dust. And no, no pixie, pixie dust. dust. Because, well, again, she didn't go by, by pixie. But the whole idea was, like, make these mutants look lame. But Nightcrawler is such a good inspirational leader that, you know, he can get this done. And really, he was. He was so badass. He was so, like, had, like, the, the kindest words for Squid Boy and for everybody. Made everybody feel important. Even though the only thing Pixie did was 
take a flag, drew, <laughs> she must have drawn the X on it and hoisted it up as Nightcrawler was looking all sexy with his fucking cutlass on the, on the fucking top of the pirate ship. But he made them all feel good, you know? And he was just so feel good. good. <laughs> feel good. Thank you. You're welcome. Yeah. So, yeah, and he was so good. And then, yeah, so he battles Spiral. And, again, just amazing. I loved all of the animation in this show. It's some of the best animation in the X-Men series. Not all of the art of the actual characters nope. was amazing. Some of them were uggo. But. <laughs> so, I feel like. The way that they drew the girls' faces, like, I get that, like, Emma was supposed to just have these, like, intense cheekbones or whatever, but it kind of looked like wrinkles, and it kind of just made her look, like, elderly? No. Don't, I don't know. Don't you? I don't know. Emma also, Scott had really and, weird lips. He had beautiful, kissable <laughs> lips. He has the DSLs. He is such the kissable man, uh-huh. and that is all Cyclops wanted in this show was kisses. Yeah, but it, it was just him teleporting and the actual, like choreography of the fights when he's going after spiral and he fucking takes her fucking arms off he stole her prosthetics that's (laughs) fucked up but yeah it was dope of course the good guys win and of course you know like remember in the beginning of the episode they located nightcrawler well the x-men show up just in time for nightcrawler to have defeated the bad guys and for the x-men to do nothing and then logan is like oh come back with us and kurt's like no i gotta see this through and logan's like hey i get it Let's go. And that's it. We just wasted all this fucking Blackbird jet fuel. This contributed to, like, fucking ozone depletion. And, uh, yeah, we'll just be on our way, buddy. You go do you. Yeah, that was it. I Like I said, this, this episode was a lot of fun. As Patty said, I do 100% agree. It is a reflection of the time. And even, even before what was going on in the United States was going on, like, you know, this does happen. People pay money to get safe passage from one country to another. And uh, and not just, you know, from Central America or, or Mexico to the United States, but it happens in Europe, it happens in Asia, and these people, you know, they, um, this is what human trafficking happens, and then they become, like, indentured servants, they're essentially slaves. And, you know, we're not going to get into all the dark <laughs> underbelly of that, but what I'm trying to get at is... Um, we can make all the jokes and whatever, but this, this kind of stuff really does happen. And so I think that they did something really interesting with this episode, as well as they, they made it fun, they made everybody likable, they made it a great time. And also, like, there was that undertone of, like, this happens. This is, like, this really in-your-face metaphor of what mutants, you know, represent. Yeah. Also, to lighten the mood up just a little bit. No make- more drowning. <laughs> Nightcrawler in this episode uh in this costume looks a little bit like Freakazoid with his hair like that and the wearing the red and he's got the blue skin, you know, he just eh, that again was a cute reminder. Again, racism. Oh my god. <laughs> <laughs> All right. The next episode we're going to be talking about is Time Bomb, which sadly has nothing to do with Boom Boom. <laughs> She did have a couple of small appearances in this show, or uh, at least one that I can remember. But yeah, there wasn't a whole lot that was much fun about this episode, even though there was Toad in there, and he was kind of like the comic relief at times. But uh, yeah, so Time Bomb opens with this guard reading Football Magazine. Yeah. Because that's what that's what football fans do. That's what men do. That's what men do. That's what, that's what us men do. You know, <laughs> I, I go to work. I spend time with Patty, but then I also watch football, and I read Football Magazine. That's the, the guard was reading Football <laughs> Magazine. Again, reflective of what happens in real life. We read Football Magazine. And this guy walks right up to the MRD facility, 
And he's like, you know, please put me away. Please put me away. And it's really weird to see that because, you know, the mutant response division, they're the ones who are, you know, taking mutants and keeping them in cages, basically, because there's the Registration Act and it's really seedy and shitty and awful. But this mutant actually wants to be put away and like like he's gonna he's like he's protecting people so they go to put him in this cage and like uh you know where all these other mutants are being held and that's where toad is and you know he's trying to be funny but you know the guy the guy's like no no you can't do this and then he starts freaking out and then there's like static popping off of him and he runs outside jumps up and explodes and it's nitro and this is, you know, this show did take a lot of liberties, and this is one big one, because, you know, for those of you who may not know, Nitro is an actual comic book character, but he is the opposite of what this character was. He is not young, he is old, and also he is not a mutant, he was experimented on by aliens to get his powers. <laughs> he, he got probed. He got probed in he the He got booty. probed with, like, a cattle taser or something. Yes, yeah, you read you that. Can, you can fit them up your butthole, probably. And just shock him that way. And whoa. then that's how he got his powers. Whoa, wait, whoa. Why Why are you... What kind of magazine... I'm just saying, you said getting experimented what on by aliens. And al- everybody knows aliens do anal probes. Are you reading Anal Cattle Prod magazine? Yes. Is that what you... <laughs> yeah, okay. <laughs> why don't you share these kinds of things with me? I don't understand. All right. So, yeah. So, so I don't think... I don't, I don't remember if we saw Xavier at all in, Ex- in the Excalibur episode. But we see him here. You know, he comes to Wolverine in his sleep. So the whole thing with this is Xavier somehow got got sent to the future. He's meeting with Wolverine on the astral plane and he's kind of he's kind of directing Wolverine to go take care of these things that are going to alter the course of the future because the future is is really bad in this show. Um it's basically like days of future past level bad for for mutants and it's already getting there here. So uh, Xavier is trying to have Wolverine and the X-Men stop all this kind of shit from happening. And so he lets he lets Logan know that there's something that's going to happen that's going to cause like half the mutant population like just be fucking wiped out. And so, you know, and so the Brotherhood, I really enjoyed the Brotherhood in this series. So there was Quicksilver, there was Blob, there was Avalanche, and there was Domino. And they got Rogue for a little while too. And there's Toad. Quicksilver comes to visit Toad while he's, you know, being fucking caged. And tells Toad that we're ditching him. And he uh, he, he takes a picture. And then because Blob wanted to see what his reaction. And I thought that yeah, was that really was, funny. Yeah, that was fantastic. They made they made Toad really cute in this show. Um, <laughs> you thought so? Yeah. Well, oh I mean, God. compared to like his original design, yeah. All I right. mean, he was a lot like more, I guess, modern. Yeah. And so I really liked him and just like begging Quicksilver to let him out and and he's like, oh, that mission that you were talking about that you said I can't go on with you? Yeah, I have I have a perfect solution to that. Just let me out of here, and I'll, I'll lead you to this guy who's, like, super strong. Yeah. Because he, he saw Nitro exploding. Yeah. So now the Brotherhood wants to capture Nitro and bring him to this place. Oh, so dope, though. It's so dope how they broke in. Avalanche just said, fuck every door. And it was great when Blob got in there and picked up the tube that Nitro was in and just, like, busted it open and threw the little guy over his shoulder and just walked out. I was like, that's so cute. That is so adorable. And, and Rogue was like, oh, like, did you did you kidnap this guy? And they're like, no, we liberated him. <laughs> but the Brotherhood's idea was 
they want to wipe out all of the MRD's files on mutants, and that's what they're going to use Nitro for. This guy causes big explosions. Well, fuck it. We'll just throw him in there. He'll explode, and he'll wipe everything out. And as fucked up as it is, you know, I mean, I don't fully blame them for wanting to do how they were planning on doing it. Sure, that was shitty to do that to somebody against his will, but them wanting to do that... I, I don't really blame them. But it is a brotherhood. They're not supposed to be, like, totally likable and in the right, you know? Yeah, and they they managed to get Psylocke, too, because I guess uh, she owed the brotherhood a favor for something. Quicksilver busted her out of MRD oh. uh, containment. Oh, okay. I loved her introduction in this, too. It was hilarious. Yeah, it was great because there was a cop giving this lady a ticket, or a parking ticket or something. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So Psylocke <laughs> controls the cop makes her eat the ticket, and has her give the hat to the kid. Yeah, and the ticket machine to the baby. Yeah. It was hilarious. It was hilarious. It was so good. But yeah, in the meantime, they're still trying to look for Jean, because Jean is still missing after all these episodes. We don't know where she is. And obviously Scott wants to find her. Your princess is in another castle. Right. But, But why can't we find her? Jean is a level five mutant. Yes. Patty... Yes, apparently. Jean is a level five mutant. Out of how many levels? (laughs) Are they like Pokemon? (laughs) What? (laughs) Like what level is your Jean? Oh, my Jean is at a level five. When is she going to (laughs) evolve? What does she evolve into? Phoenix. Yeah. Final evolution? Dark Dark Phoenix. Phoenix. Yeah. Ah, shit. You know what's funny? And Uh, she's a dual type too. She gets to be psychic and fire. Like, oh um, Patty, <laughs> like, what's it called? Del Fox. I fucking love Del Fox. Don't even, don't even. I did not play a Pokemon game until I was 30 years old. And the first Pokemon game that I played, it was, uh, was it Pokemon X mm-hmm. and, uh, their starters. I looked at the starters. There was a little fire Fox and I was like, I'm picking that one. I don't give a shit. And I named her Arson. <laughs> Fennekin was my baby and her name was Arson. All right. Don't at me. <laughs> I'm taking credit because I gave him the Pokemon. <laughs> No, so I feel like, so this cartoon, and and this lingo in particular, I believe was born straight out of the movies. So first of all, the, the original X-Men movies were basically Wolverine movies. He was the, the, like, the main character. And in 2009, we had just had X-Men Origins Wolverine. And so I feel like that's why, no, it was a terrible movie. And that's probably why this only got one season. I'm lazy. I, I'm, I'm lazy and busy. How, did, how do you figure that? So I didn't actually look any of this stuff up, but when you think about it, it makes sense. If we're trying to capitalize on Hugh Jackman as Wolverine, this hugely popular character from these movies, we're going to give him this origin movie, plus we're going to keep the hype going, we're going to have this cartoon, but the fucking movie flopped, so whatever. I don't know how the cartoon fared, to be honest, but... The video to- game was so good. I- I've heard that. But back to my point, aside from the connection between the movie uh, and this cartoon, is this lingo a level 5 mutant? Because in X-Men, The Last Stand, Callisto, who, you know, was basically Caliban with super speed in that movie, said to Magneto and Pyro when they entered the church when they were introduced, I I know that there are whatever amount of mutants in here and not one of them is above a 3 or something other than you two. And yeah, so, so that's where the whole fucking level thing comes from i'm assuming it's level five out of five how are you gonna say gene gray as powerful as she is is level five out of a hundred 
Or a 10. Or even a 10. Yeah. Yeah. So I'm assuming that's the most powerful, but yeah, it was it was silly. But so Logan wants Emma to find the Brotherhood. So so you know after the Brotherhood are already successful blowing up all those fucking files, the X Men are tracking them down. They're in a fucking plane. They chase the Brotherhood down in a fucking plane. And Rogue kind of like reluctantly joined the Brotherhood. She was tired of the X-Men, tired of Wolverine running out on them all the time. But she doesn't really like their tactics. She's trying to be nice to Nitro, and I feel like Nitro appreciates that. But he's just in bad shape this entire episode. Yeah, and they they got um, Psylocke because they wanted a telepath to be able to control him and like suppress his powers basically because he can't control them and he just keeps (laughs) exploding. So she's trying to, and Quicksilver asks if she's able to, and she's like, yeah, I think so. And he's like, you had me at, yeah, I'm going to stop listening. And so the X-Men find them, you know, Kitty phases through the Blackbird into the Brotherhood's plane and then threw that plane with Nitro back into the Blackbird. That was amazing. That was really cool. And that's what I'm talking about. It's about some of the animation looking really good and some of the choreography for how they're moving and what they're doing looking really smooth. And you were mentioning about like Emma's cheekbones, but there are certain shots of like Rogue's face and even her body. Like I get the cartoonish style of like having looking thin in the middle. It was too much on some of the characters, especially Rogue, I noticed in this episode. Also, what was going on with Wolverine's hair? <laughs> he got the little pointers. He yeah. had, like, antennas yeah. in the front of his head. That's for his Wolverine sense. <laughs> his wolvie sense. You'll see them go up when his wolvie sense is tingling. <laughs> it just it just looked like weirdly placed eyebrows or something. I don't know. I was not a fan of that decision, whoever made that. I feel like Hugh Jackman had that a little bit in at least uh, maybe a couple of the movies or at least one, but it did translate in a silly way. So, so yeah, so Domino shoots down the Blackbird, but Iceman is there, and Iceman is also a level five mutant, in case you didn't know, and uh, so he makes a landing strip. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> And yeah, so the Blackbird lands, the Brotherhood's plane lands, and for Blob to get out of the Brotherhood's plane, he has to, like, like pull break, apart the doors, break open the side of the plane, and I'm like, how the fuck did he get in there to begin with? Maybe he just had, like, a heavy snack on the plane and he got bloated. Oh my god, why? Why? <laughs> <laughs> And yeah, so there was, you know, there was a great fight between the X-Men and the Brotherhood. It, it, was, it was really dope. I mean, we could fucking, I didn't even make notes of everything, but we can do the fucking play-by-play. But honestly, it was just, it was really great. And like, shortly before it happened, Patty was like, Storm hasn't done anything yet. And I'm like, Patty, wait, wait, wait. But this was great because she calls lightning down and it zaps the blob like five or six times and he just falls over. But it's just funny, like the way he moved every time he got hit. And, like, the sound that he made and then just fell. It was hilarious. And a big part of this, too, was Emma being a little sneaky because she realized that the Brotherhood got a telepath. And there aren't too many telepaths in, you know, in this show. Um, Obviously, the main ones, Jean and Xavier, aren't around. That's why Emma's with the X-Men to begin with. She knows that a telepath is on the Brotherhood. She wants to come by and test this telepath they have. And so it was great. First of all, Psylocke looked amazing. Just her her art, she looked wonderful. I love the butterfly, the animation. It was great. She decides to try to send a butterfly at Emma, and Emma just fucking smacks it away, and then just fucking telepathically knocks Psylocke out. And, and it was dope. 
It was dope, but the entire time they're on this little icy landing strip in the middle of the ocean and Nitro is getting frazzled, he's gonna explode, and it's gonna fucking kill all of them. So Storm makes a little tornado, sends Nitro into the air so he can explode. They're all fucking... Avalanche is like, I could take her out! Quicksilver <laughs> is like, no. Like, dude, why? Why? Then everybody's gonna die. Like... Because he's stupid. Stop! Don't you talk bad about my boy. No, he, he looked beautiful. He was not cute in this show. He like was he the was cutest. With evolution. His, he was so cute. He had facial hair. No, he, had he was muscles. too manly. He was a big man. He was so manly. I yeah, he's like a it. good man. No. Yes. But yeah, so fucking Wolverine confronts Quicksilver after, like, you know, they just got saved at the last possible moment. And it's like, we're taking him. And Quicksilver's about to fight. And he's like, listen... You would have been at Genosha already, because Quicksilver was trying to go impress Daddy by saying, hey, look what we got, look what we did. If he had, if Quicksilver and the Brotherhood made it to Genosha and Nitro exploded, it would have taken out all those fucking mutants, and Quicksilver is basically like, you're right, take him. And it's sad. This ends on a really sad note. Again, this wasn't a fun episode at all, but it's really sad because they let Nitro, the X-Men let Nitro go back to the fucking MRD at the end, so he can be put in fucking solitary confinement. In stasis, basically. And it's sad. Yeah, it is sad. And I don't know. I feel like there might have been a better option. Like, they like they had Forge. They couldn't have had Forge devise something. Forge is useless. The- <laughs> Forge could have come up with something so that he wouldn't have to have been held at, like, an ice facility. But, I mean, at the same time, if he's in, like, a stasis chamber, I guess it doesn't really make a difference. Well, it does. I mean, it doesn't for everybody else, but it does for him because he can't live his life. You know, that's not a life to have. I know. You know, just being held like that. Yeah. Well, I, I still say that Forge could have figured out something and they wouldn't have had to... I don't disagree with you. ...have brought him back. Or Emma. Emma could have been helping, too. You know, because Emma is obviously more powerful than Psylocke. So Emma could have been trying to help him while Forge was making something, you know? so Yeah, that's true. Yes, and I mean, there's got to be... You figured they have a whole fucking danger room <laughs> underground. You could leave him in there for a little bit or yeah, something. Yeah, give him like a TV or something. It's not like the mansion hasn't exploded before anyway. <laughs> Literally, this series opened with the mansion exploding. So come on. But, but yeah, all joking aside, you know, I mean, it was a resolution to the episode. Not Maybe not the best, but it was a resolution. It sort of worked with the whole story. I did really like this episode. Again, you know, out of all of them that we're talking about, Excalibur was probably my favorite. It's the one that I have, like, the least complaints about and the one that was overall, like, the most fun, the most positive. Not that any of this has to be, but... You know, it just, it felt, I felt good about myself. I felt good about Jonathan after Excalibur. I'm glad. I felt a little doubtful about Jonathan after I watched Time Bomb. (laughs) You know, how did Patty feel about Jonathan? Patty, Patty loves Jonathan. No matter what X-Men episode we're watching. Jonathan loves Patty too. So what did you think about all this? I don't know. I had a problem that I mentioned just throughout these episodes that we were watching. I don't remember if I picked up specifically on one particular episode. Um, It might have been the next one, uh, actually. But I just thought that Emma's personality in the show is not really Emma. She wasn't, you know, bitchy or sassy or or anything. You literally just said that you love me. Yes. Do you really want to hurt me, Patty? (laughs) Do you really want to make me cry? <laughs> <laughs> You're not supposed to cause me pain, 
you're you're my painkiller. <laughs> we were singing that song earlier, you guys. It's a Judas Priest song called Painkiller. And yeah. you know Rob Halford. Like this is the painkiller. That was beautiful. It's a painkiller. Oh my god, my ear. <laughs> what was I saying? <laughs> right. Exactly. Let's go to right. commercial. <laughs> commercial. Yeah, no, I don't think this was very representational of uh-huh. of representative of who she uh-huh. was, like, as a character. You I don't know. Call your representative about it and complain. Just shut up. <laughs> yeah, so, I don't know. I feel like they, they kind of dropped the ball with giving her that personality. Uh, I felt like something was wrong with her. I thought that at first she might be Mystique, but... She was using her powers, so I'm like, okay, so it's not Mystique. And then Jonathan's like, oh, she turns out to be a scroll. that's why. And I was like, oh, that makes sense. And he's like, no, I was lying. And I was like, Wait, you actually oh. believed me when I yes, said that? Yes, because she wasn't <laughs> acting like Emma. She was. I-, I feel like she was. No, now, not to the degree, maybe, that she has in the comic books. She but also- sassed nobody. <laughs> this is She sassed Logan. She sassed Logan a plenty in this. She also lied about Forge not being available just so she could go fucking test her metal with another uh, Well, telepath. she didn't even say that. She didn't even say why she... That was implied, Patty. It wasn't implied. It was 1,000% no, implied. No, she just didn't want Forge there because she's a bitch. Patty. John. Then there you go. She was a bitch, so she was <laughs> representational of exactly how you paint her, okay? Fine. There you go. Good. So, did you think Time Bomb was the bomb? Would you rate Gene as a level 5 out of 5 stars? Don't write us a ticket, folks. We'll be right back after the commercial break. Cut. All right, take two, old man. Ah, I gotta do this shit. Hi, I'm old man Logan. And when I'm not yelling at flowers, bearing bottles of bourbon for hibernation, or rubbing my old man wrinkly balls on the grass, you'll find me at geekade.com. Logan, please be careful when you're dragging your balls around. They dangle so low, sometimes you sit on them and they get lost in your ass. Geekade.com has something for everyone, no matter what kind of geek you are. If you like anime or Transformers, video games or music, TV shows or comic books, Geekade.com has got you covered. Someone get the hair team over here. I can't tell if that's grass or pubes, but it looks like a terrifying mix of both. For podcasts, articles, plus Twitch and YouTube channels, check out geekade.com today. Yes, very good. You're so geeky. Come on, people. We need that crotch jungle sorted out for the sex scene with the hydrangeas. This website have a section for rubbing your balls on nature? Because that's my geek. All right, so we still got two more episodes to talk about. And this one came in second place uh, with the most votes. And it is Excessive Force. And I have such strong and conflicting feelings about this episode. And even the one sort of that got the most votes, which we'll be talking about next, obviously. And we'll pro- I'll probably get more into that a little bit later. But bottom line with this episode is that Scott is 1,000% lost without Jean Grey. Same. <laughs> so I finally have something in common with Scott Summers. Oh my god! Oh my god! It is 
August 24th, 2019 at 6.36 p.m. Everybody take fucking... Man, people aren't even hearing this for a couple of weeks yet. Good. But you take note. Listen, I, I immediately, as soon as we're done recording, I should live tweet right now. I should let no. everybody know. Patricia Kinney has something in common with <laughs> Scott the Cyclops Summers. She said it... <laughs> All right. So, it opens with Scott, you know, drinking his coffee alone you know, um, outside the cafe. And he's really sad. You know, he's looking at the picture of the two of them because Gene, Gene is missing. You know, that's just been, been a thing. After that big fucking blast in episode one where Xavier was gone and Gene was gone, there's been no trace of her. Emma can't, Emma can't find her. And Emma even says it, and it's kind of cold for her to say it, but she was like, maybe there's nothing left to find. But, you know, he's just, he's not, he's not over it. And not even like really sort of going through the stages of grief. He's just lost, just despondent, and he's watching a couple of redheads walk by and thinks he sees her, but it's not actually a gene, you know, when they turn and you see their face. But then, somebody familiar walks by, Scott notices him, this guy notices Scott noticing him, and it's not a sexy hookup. (laughs) (laughs) This dude starts running, and Scott is chasing him, and, and Patty's like, who is that? And I'm like, wait, 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 wait. He pulls the hand back, and there it is, Harpoon! <laughs> That's his battle cry. Yeah, but he didn't say it in this episode. I got, I got so mad. <laughs> and yeah, so why would Scott take out Harpoon? Well, because of him being a marauder, his connection to Sinister, and Sinister's interest in Jean Grey at one point. And so, yeah, so it's, it's amazing. Scott shows up at the mansion... There, all the fucking X-Men are sitting around. Iceman is playing a fucking Iron Man video game. It looked like he was watching the Iron Man movie. But he had a controller. I know, but maybe... And there was an... I feel like there was an Iron... I mean, this... There was for PS2. Uh, Yeah, But it looked like a movie. It looked like the movie, is what I'm saying. And, I mean, I use my PS4 to, you know, watch Netflix. So, maybe he was watching Netflix. I don't know. Netflix... Netflix. Netflix absolutely did exist in 2009. Netflix and chill out, Patty. Okay. <laughs> oh, you made a hilarious joke during this. I don't even did remember I? exactly how it went. Yeah, yeah, because of another Marauder. The Marauder Blockbuster. <laughs> I was like, Blockbuster was like throwing somebody or just like really angry. And I was like, ah, fuck Netflix. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So, so yeah, but he just, like, bursts in the door and drops Harpoon in front of everyone. It's like, and Logan is like, are you crazy? Like, why are you going to bring him here? And, you know, Scott is like, you read his mind. You know, we'll, we'll find Sinister. You know, Wolverine is giving Cyclops all this shit for trying to look for Gene on his own. And what, I no- what I'm noticing here is, you know, after, like, Scott and Logan sort of, like, verbally fight for a bit and scott is like goes to leave to find fucking he because he wants to find gene on his own wolverine isn't about to like go off and and help him just like uh there's no proof that sinister has gene this is just a hunch this is just kind of like you know him going off and trying to find mr sinister to go like kick down some doors and being like do you have her you know so Logan doesn't want to back him up on this. And what, I, what I'm seeing in this episode, perfectly illustrated, is a role switch of Logan and Cyclops. Logan is being like... Yeah, I, the- I agree completely. I thought that was really weird, too. Even when Wolverine said that they had to like 
go get Nitro and bring him back to the facility, Cyclops was like, no. Yeah, right? And, and I thought that, too, that that was like a, a complete thing to do. reverse, a yes. complete reversal. Yeah. Now, I I did love this episode, in a way, because I re- you really get to see Cyclops cut the fuck loose here. He stole Wolverine's motorcycle. Right? The the literal opposite has happened in multiple forms I of know. media. And multiple then, forms of media. And then Wolverine ended up taking the car. And uh yeah. So we'll so uh Scott destroyed the bike and then Wolverine destroyed the car. So I'm like, great, now they have no transportation. <laughs> they have, they to, have to take the Blackbird everywhere. They have to take the Blackbird to shop right. <laughs> Alright. But yeah, that's that's really what, what I felt like was, was going on here. I didn't I didn't really like so much how hung up on Gene Scott was to the point of making terrible, irrational decisions and uh, of it inhibiting any any other his ability to do anything else i feel like women have been written that way like so hung up on the man and like all forms of media and like we're seeing that sort of switched here but and you, you know i'm not complaining that oh why do this to a man you know that's not my that's not my gripe my gripe is there's literally almost no other characterization for cyclops and again i understand that that has been done to women in in media, but and um, you know what kind of characterization we get of Jean? None, because she's not even here. She's a damsel in distress, uh, yeah. and Jean is not a damsel, a damsel in, in distress. Stress. No, absolutely, absolutely. Yeah, so it's just weird seeing Wolverine being like calm and like he's still a dick, but he's still like the voice of reason and. That's Cyclops' job. Cyclops, yeah. Cyclops is a, is a dick sometimes in his own way, but ultimately he's right. He's the Boy Scout. You follow him. Wolverine goes off half cocked on his own and busting shit up and breaking things. Why are things. you calling his his cock only a half? Because he's short. Oh, small cock. Right. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, yeah, and Wolverine called him a Boy Scout, and I was like, okay, perfectly fitting, but not here, because he's not acting like a Boy Scout like he usually does. And I feel like... Oh, sorry, go ahead. No, no, that's my gripe. I feel like all of that stuff happened before episode one of this world that they're in. I feel like Scott being the Boy Scout and, you know, good all the time, and Wolverine flying off the handle, that happened before episode one, but, you know, once Xavier is gone and Jean is gone, Cyclops falls to pieces and Xavier leaves that vacuum and Wolverine steps in to, to fill that role. And, again, tying it back to the movies, we saw this happen. We saw this happen at the very end of X-Men 2 and into X-Men The Last Stand. Jean basically died, as far as we knew, at the end of X2 and... At the beginning of X3, Charles is talking to Storm, uh, you know, about her possibly taking over as, you know, leader of the X-Men uh, or the field leader of the X-Men because Scott can't get over Gene's death. Wolverine is trying to talk to him about, like, grieving. And again, he just kind of, like, flies off the handle and snaps at Logan and then rides his bike off. And and yeah, so it's sort of, it's a callback to, the, to what they did in the movie. And... A lot of people's gripe with Cyclops in the movies is they didn't give him much. And it's the same thing here. It, it, it is. So, so again, but I, I want to get that out of the way because it's something that it just jumped out at me. But other than that, we got to see a lot of Scott. And we got to see a lot of Scott being badass and blowing shit up and not taking shit from 
anybody. And it was amazing to see that because he, Emma feels bad for him. You know, like you can tell that she sort of likes him, but she feels bad and she does want to help him. So she points him in the right direction to find more of the Marauders, you know, Harpoon's teammates. And so he's in the fucking sewers. And so this was hilarious. You see Berserker running away and the Marauders are coming after him. And uh, and who saves him? Cyclops, which is hilarious because Cyclops killed him in the comic books. So I thought that this was kind of nice. But Cyclops fucking takes out Blockbuster and Vertigo by himself. Oh my god. Oh my god. He fucking, from the sewers, blows up the streets. Fuck your main roads in your city. In your cars, Fuck in your, your buildings. Fuck your cars. Fuck your bus. Fuck your buildings. I'm just blowing all this shit up. Oh my god. That was amazing. Patty, that is amazing. Yeah, but he had no way of knowing if there were people up there, and I refuse to acknowledge that he didn't kill anybody because he must have killed somebody in one of those buildings or in one of those cars in all the streets that he fucked up. So Maybe. I, it was just crazy to see him do that. I was like, this is not something that cyclops would do or maybe he didn't kill anybody maybe Uh maybe he just inconvenienced a whole bunch of people patty you don't know it could have been nothing more than some some random guy glenn trying to get to work (laughs) all of a sudden beams come out of the road and he stops his car now there's a hole in the road and so Glenn gets out and goes to go to his job but then boom you know fucking office is gone and so Glenn's got no job. But Glenn's still alive. <laughs> Glenn's still alive. He goes to walk home and uh, somebody jumps out of an alleyway naked and uh, uh, asshole to the eye. <laughs> <laughs> That's it. That's the worst thing that happens to Glenn that day. Because, Patty, we know what happens when an asshole makes contact with the eye, right? Pink eye. Right. So the worst thing that happens to Glenn on this day is not death. It's pink eye. That's it. He goes to the uh-huh. eye doctor. He was the eye doctor because he's got coverage because of his job. What are, you said he lost his job. Even <laughs> if he found a new job the next day, it takes three months of working out one job before you can go on their health insurance. Glenn, because this is America Glenn and we suck. is a celebrated employee at his job at Domino's Pizza. <laughs> <laughs> Where he gets all of the health insurance <laughs> that he wants. <laughs> all right. So, yeah. But. So, Vertigo gets away and... Uh, yeah, Cyclops chases her. Yeah, and Vertigo goes into this uh, hidden passage or whatever and starts talking to Arclight and was saying, like, oh, I don't know what the fuck is going on, but Cyclops took out Blockbuster and it couldn't beat him, so it had to run away. And he's like, you were fighting the X-Men and you ran here? Are you a fucking idiot? And yeah. then Scott comes a-blasting. Scott comes a-blasting and he is kicking ass. And by the way... I've got another conspiracy theory to share with you guys. So in this show, uh, there's Arclight, who is like basically the leader of the Marauders. Um, he's called like the uh, one of Sinister's generals or whatever. But yeah, he's, he's the leader of the Marauders. But it's a he. Arclight is obviously not a he in in the comic books. It's, obviously, it's a lady. It's a lady. It's Philippa. Okay, not Philip. Right. <laughs> but for whatever reason here, it's a Philip. And I've got my. 
He's not actually called Philip. I'm making that up. I'm sorry. All right, so so I've got my own conspiracy theory about this. Again, I'm busy slash lazy, so I didn't actually look it up. I don't even know if if there is any detailed information available out there, if somebody's even stated it, why Arclight is a dude and not a woman. But here's what I think. So in the comics, you we've seen Scalp Hunter as the leader of the Marauders. We've also seen Scalp Hunter and Arclight sort of co-lead, sort of, sometimes. But when you think about a show that's being aimed at more of, like, the kid audience, kids, teenagers, or whatever, and it's Fox, you're going to put in a character named Scalp Hunter? I don't think so. So I feel like, okay, so who who else could we have in a leadership role? Okay, Arclight. But why are we going to have a woman? Why are we going to have a woman lead? <laughs> women don't lead. Women you, women are there in the kitchen. They sew, they sew my clothes. They take women jobs, you know? That's what women want to do. Guys, guys, I'm being sarcastic. I'm being sarcastic before, before we lose everybody out there. <laughs> that's, it's all a joke. But I, I feel like that's the thinking of like a Fox executive. You know what I mean? Like we can't have this, this name scalp hunter in this show. And we can't have a woman leading, you know? So that's what we're going to do. That's what I think. Yeah, either way, like I said, uh, uh, there could be absolutely no merit to that, but but that's that's what I think. There have been plenty, uh, I feel like many of her comic book appearances, she did have um, a masculine features, but still, it's still a, a lady. But anyway, so yeah, but then Cyclops chases Arclight. They get on a fucking bike chase. and the, But this is another thing. Cyclops is usually, like, very strategic, and it's, like, really you know, really precise with his beams, is just fucking shooting that shit all over the place, destroying roads, destroying more cars and shit, just going after Arclight, but eventually takes him takes him out, and, you know, this is part of Sinister's plan. Sinister gets in touch with Arclight as Arclight is trying to defend himself from Cyclops, and is like, no, here are my instructions. So they're gonna lead him into a trap. But in the meantime, Logan's questioning Emma, where the fuck did Scott go? He's like, He's like, you did what? And Emma's like, I'm sorry, what was the question? I couldn't understand through all the snarling. I saw you smile. You were trying not to laugh. Don't even. No. But uh, but yeah, so then the X-Men go after Cyclops. But it's too late. He got stuck in the trap. Cyclops finds Sinister. Sinister's like, no, I don't have Gene. And uh, another executive decision here, Madrox, the multiple man, <laughs> is a marauder. Madrox, the marauding multiple man. Aww. <laughs> Poor baby. But the animation here was dope. I I, I thought it was really yeah. cool watching him multiply. But I don't believe that Cyclops could take out thirty to fifty feral multiple mans. <laughs> mm. Oh my god! <laughs> I almost spit my fucking drink all over the place. <laughs> Oh man, that that would have been oh, <laughs> that would have been bad. Are you kidding? Where the fuck did that come from? <laughs> oh man, well that's gonna be the title of this episode. Yeah. <laughs> oh, somebody said that they hated when you said that. I, I know it was no, it wasn't against me personally. But just, just in general. And somebody else commented on, on it too. It was like, yeah, I really hate when somebody says something weird or mildly funny on, on a podcast. And the other person says, that's going to be the title of this episode. 
And and I retweeted that with the comment, and I was like, I did this in our most recent episode, and we'll probably do it again in the future. That's why I just did this on purpose. And he commented a gif of, you basic. So I, I replied, and he didn't like it, but I replied with Valentina mouthing, thank you. <laughs> somebody, else, somebody else commented, too, that like, I don't think there's an episode where I don't do this. <laughs> but, but, but it's Cyclops. No, I do think Cyclops could, could... You know, I I feel like Cyclops could do a good job, but uh, honestly, I am sort of surprised that they weren't going for the head and knocking him in, like like knocking him unconscious earlier than they did. But but you know, it doesn't matter because the X Men show up and they're just kind of toying with the multiple men until finally they get tired and uh, Wolverine is like, you know, Iceman, end this, and then Iceman just freezes them. Yeah, Iceman to the rescue! Like every episode that we saw, he is a level five mutant. It, did they say that? I don't know. Oh. But we know he is. Yeah. I mean, come on. It's Iceman. Yeah. If he's in uh, Omega level, then he's got to be well, a level the five. Same bullshit. Omega right. level, level five. Who gives a shit? It doesn't mean anything. Life is pointless. We're all going to die. Whoa. What the? <laughs> that's going to be the title of this episode. <laughs> yeah, but but that's true. But I loved uh, I love Shadow Cat. Shadow Cat here. It was, it was funny. They keep, all the multiple men keep coming at her, and they're just, she's like, wow, there's really a lot of you guys. And, like, they'll jump at her, and she'll phase and oh, stop, yeah. take another couple of steps, they'll jump at her, she'll stop and phase. And it's just, it's just really cute. It's really dope in Time Bomb, when she fucking, she, like, phased through Domino, and dropped through the ground with the guns. Again, the animation in this show was really awesome. The props to them. Because I don't feel like we talked about that too much the past couple of, of episodes. Other than, like, you know, dragging the animation on um, Pride of the X-Men. I don't feel like we talked about that too much. But it's really good in this show. But yeah, it's it's not Sinister. Sinister doesn't have Gene. Sinister escapes. Yeah, so Cyclops is all beat. He's in bed trying to recover. And, you know, Storm is, like, really good and, like, trying to make sure he's okay and everybody's happy. Except for Logan. Logan is still being a dick to him. And it's like, if you want to go find Gene, go do it on your own. If you want to stay, then stay. And Scott's like, um, I'll stay. And Logan's like, what's that? I'm like, you <laughs> fucking bastard. But then there's a big reveal, Patty. What's the reveal? The reveal is that there is a redhead in a hospital bed. She might be named Holly. <laughs> she might be named Heidi. Mm-hmm. She might be named Hannah. She might be named Ingrid. She might be named Eileen with an I. <laughs> I <might>. hate it. <laughs> they didn't even mention all of the stupid made-up white people names no, that have come I, out, like I, Hayden or... <laughs> I feel like that, that was in the next episode, in, in, in the last episode that we're going to be talking about. But yeah, they show a red-headed woman in the, in the hospital bed, and she's awake! She doesn't remember her name! Oh my god! Is Jean Grey. What? Jean Grey, okay. Okay. Okay, Jean Grey. So, A-okay. Yeah. A-o-gray. So yeah, I have I have really strong and really mixed feelings about this episode, but but still it was it was crazy watching Cyclops cut loose and I loved it. Good. All right, so last episode we're talking about and the one that got the most votes is Shades of Grey. I wonder if they mean Jean Grey. Hmm. Fifty shades 50, shades oh. of Jean Grey. Yes. Fifty Jean Greys. Yes. Jean Grey BDSM. Yes. <laughs> So yeah, so this sort of opens with the nurse with all these, with all the fucking cards, with all the names on them, trying to jog Jean's memory. 
And, and it was great. It was great. They're on H, and she's like, oh, honey, you know, let's just get through the I's and the J's. And <laughs> she, as soon as she pulls up the Jean, Jean goes, boom. And Emma finds her. Or Emma is lying. <laughs> Emma has never lied about anything uh-huh, in her life. Okay. So, you know, Jean is mad at the nurse and then lets out this big fucking telekinetic blast. And the nurse is like, oh, you're mutant. And then calls the mutant fucking response division. And uh, everybody, you know, everybody's cleared out of the hospital, allegedly, except for the nurse. Nurse is still in there because the nurse finds her in the fucking like broom closet. Jean is like cornered. She's freaking the fuck out. She gets all fiery and then knocks everyone unconscious. And at this point, Emma came straight to Scott and said, I found Jean. Let's go. And so they get in the fucking car and they're they're going for her. But Jean knocks everyone unconscious within a 500 fucking mile radius. That's awesome. <laughs> I love her. <laughs> That's all you got to say about that? I mean... What do you love about that, Patty? It's you, so cool. You love millions of people being knocked unconscious simultaneously? Yes. You can just, like, go around and just, like, draw, like... A mustache on everybody's face, and then they'll all look silly. <laughs> that's that's like the cutest possible response. Where y'all, like, you can go around and like take puppies or something. What the fuck? But like only like abused puppies, and then you can just like kick the owners in the dicks. <laughs> and then when when they wake up, they'll be really confused because their dogs are going to be gone and their dicks are going to be broken. <laughs> Oh, man, that started out all pure, and then it, you got the little Patty violence on it. <laughs> Patty's not like, oh, we can uh, we can go pull their pants down. Oh, we can go rob some places. It's, nope, going to draw a mustache and take puppies and then kick a dick. That's how some whipped whip cream on that Sunday is kick a dick. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, oh, I would shut down every pup mill. And uh, take all the puppies. Dope. And take all the puppies from the puppy stores. And then we see Mr. Sinister. Mr. Sinister turns Angel into Archangel. Again, another another big thing that they... And Sinister is working for Apocalypse. Whoa! Whoa! Spoilers. Whoa! 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 Yeah. Um, yeah, Sinister wants... He wants Jean. Because he pretty much deduces that it's her. Because, you know, him and Arclight are talking, and they're like, who the fuck could have done this? Um, who is, you know... A level five mutant. <laughs> uh, you know, there was a report of a fucking telekinetic in the hospital, and then all of a sudden, telepathic blow to all these people. And, oh, well, there's one mutant I can think of. It's gotta be her. We're gonna go get her. So he sends the Archangel. You know, so Archangel goes after Jean. She can't access her powers. You know, things are... She doesn't have her memory. She doesn't know what the fuck is going on. She doesn't know what she just did. But all of a sudden, bam! The fuck your door! Scott shows up with Emma, takes out Warren, and is just so happy to see Jean. So happy to see Jean. And it's so cute. He's so happy. He's so happy, Patty. Good. Good. You got something in common with Cyclops. Fine. And he's got those DSLs, too, so you know he can take care of her. You know he can take care of her. She doesn't have a dick to suck. He got those VSLs <laughs> and those CSLs oh and those God. BSLs, uh-huh. those ASLs. Uh-huh. <laughs> and ESL. <laughs> What's the E for? English. <laughs> he's got those English sucking lips. 
So, so no, it was great. The, the, the action here was awesome because obviously, you know, I mean, just that one optic blast isn't going to fucking completely take out Archangel. Cyclops, Emma, and Jean are trying to fucking escape, and then Archangel shoots some of his fucking, what are they called? Wing blades. Yeah, that's the official Bay blades. <laughs> he shoots his Beyblade <laughs> at Cyclops, and fucking Emma turns to Diamond and covers Cyclops and Jean. Do you know why? Because Emma is the best lady ever. And at this point, again, you can tell Emma's sort of maybe like in Cyclops a little bit, but she's still helping him reunite with his lady. There are zero ulterior motives, zero nefarious purposes going on. She is pure. Pure scroll. So yeah, so they get in the car, they're driving away, Archangel chases them down, says fuck the bridge, bridge goes out, fucking they go over, car like lands upside down, everybody's okay. Everybody's car is getting fucked. Except for theirs, because Scott blasts the car to fucking turn it upright so they can drive away, because the car still drives. And by the way, Emma is driving in those fucking heels, those fucking boots, and she is awesome. It's not hard to drive in heels. What? What? It's hard to drive barefoot. Is it? Yes. I feel like I've done that before. It, and it is. I, my, my feet aren't big enough without shoes Don't. to reach the paddle. <laughs> I, uh, driving in sandals, that's kind of fun. No, I hate it. That's an adventure. No, I hate it. It's an adventure. It's scary. Next time, uh, next time we go on a road trip, I'm going to go barefoot. No. Why? I want to go commando. Let me go commando <laughs> in the car. Fine. <laughs> So Archangel finally, you know, knocks the fucking car over and uh, grabs both Scott and Jean and flies off. And what the fuck is Emma going to do? When the car fucking explodes, she turns to Diamond, so she's okay. And this was hilarious. She goes to commandeer another vehicle, and there is a jolly man behind the wheel. (laughs) She's got to unbuckle him and help him out of the car because he's unconscious. (laughs) Oh, big fellow, aren't you? (laughs) (laughs) Patty, she's so good. No. She's so good. No. You thought that was funny. Yeah. (laughs) So she goes to wake up the X-Men so they can go track down Sinister. And, and of course, it's it's what happens. The X-Men fight with the fucking Marauders and Archangel, but not before Sinister gets his fucking samples of Scott and Jean. Sinister manages to escape. But, you know, Jean turns all fiery again. She saves the fucking day. Everything's all right. Uh, we go back to the fucking mansion. And everybody, you know, Scott is talking to Jean privately. And he's being a sweetie pie. She doesn't remember anything still. But she's like, I, I know I'm, I feel safe. And everything is so nice. And Nightcrawler walks up to join everybody. And I'm going to go say hi to Jean. And all of a sudden we see Nightcrawler. And he's all twisted on the floor and unconscious. And all the other X-Men are knocked out. And then fucking Cyclops gets knocked unconscious. And then Jean is knocked unconscious. <sighs> and it's because of Emma. Yeah. She's such a good girl, isn't she? She is okay. not. All right. So here's the thing. and I don't want to get too spoilery for, for Patty. Because at some point we are going to watch... This whole series. It's not that long. It lasted one fucking season. It was, what, 24 or 26 episodes? I forget off the top of my head. But yes, 
Emma is is with the inner circle, the Hellfire Club. You see Sebastian, you see Donald Pierce, you know, and, and that's what they want. They want Jean for the Phoenix potential and to use her for their own nefarious purposes. And and so, yeah, so Emma was planted there by them. So, yeah, she's been been playing them all for, for Jean and, you know, sort of trying to find Jean while also blending in with the X-Men. But I still do believe that she is a good person. And there is a huge Incorrect. Gl- there is a huge glaring reason why I would say that because I have seen the complete series, Patty. No, I don't care. You have not. I don't care. She's bad <laughs> and I don't like her. I'm going to cry when we end up watching this whole this whole series. All right, so you you take it first. What did you think about this episode? And what did you think about this whole thing with Jean? What they did with her? I mean, I didn't like it. The whole thing with Jean, I mean, like I said, she's not a damsel in distress, and that's kind of how they they set her up. And so this was another X-Men show, like Pride of the X-Men, that didn't have Jean in it (laughs) on the team, which is like, why? I don't know. I don't like how they mischaracterized a bunch of characters. Scott and Logan and Emma, I feel like, were very different I haven't seen too many episodes of this show. I mean, now I've seen four. Uh, uh, I mean, you know, like... I mean, I didn't like this episode. No? Because because of the all the characterizations I mentioned before that I yeah. didn't like were really glaring in this one. And, you know, at the end, she goes from being, you know, lost as a damsel in distress to being kidnapped by a different group of people to being a damsel in distress again. And she can't remember her name or anything about her. She can't remember how to use her powers. It's just like what they've been doing with Rachel lately in the comics, which I can't stand. Yeah, I, I get 100% what you're saying, and, and I agree for the most part, even not being Jean Grey's number one fan, that she was basically just sort of like a plot device, you know, not not much more than that. And so that, that kind of stinks because we know that she's not. I am happy, though, that, you know, Emma was featured prominently in this series Obviously because I'm an Emma fan, but also because like that hasn't happened in the cartoons before. You had a little bit of her in Pride of the X-Men, a little bit in... Oh, she was in the animated series. Um, she was in the anime, too. Yeah, but that's that's another discussion for another time. And we didn't even finish that anyway. But But I really liked it here, having her featured so prominently... You know, but overall, I get exactly what you're saying. I'm not a huge fan of the way they characterized Jean either. I thought this episode was interesting, you know, because of the action. And I'm not, like, the biggest action fan, you know, like, going to see, like, Fast and the Furious. I've only seen one of those fucking movies. But it was really neat to see her driving and trying to save Scott and Jean, even if it wasn't for good purposes. While Archangel was chasing after them and all the fucking fighting there. You know, that was that was neat. And seeing the X-Men battle the Marauders and then Gene, you know, get all fiery and wake up. And it was cool. Um, yeah, and then at the end of this episode, Sinister is bowing down before his master who has gen- genetic material. And it's Apocalypse, oh my god! Because, yeah, Age of Apocalypse was the cliffhanger that will fucking never see. And, uh, yeah, he, he, Sinister wants to create the ultimate mutant. And we all know. We all know who the ultimate mutant is. Adam X. <laughs> I wasn't ready for that. <laughs> it is Nate Gray. It is Nate Gray with the Jesus beard. But but yeah, overall though, I, I do I do from what I remember of the other episodes in the story overall, I do remember enjoying this series. Uh, I do remember looking forward to it when it was coming out. But as I stated earlier, out of the three primary series of X Men cartoons, 
it, it is my least favorite, but it, it is something that I definitely want to revisit and, and watch from beginning to end in the future. Same. So that'll do it for this special episode of Mutant Musings. Thanks for joining us, and don't forget to leave us a comment on geekade.com. Leave us ratings and reviews on iTunes or anywhere else you find our podcast. Follow us on Instagram at mutant underscore musings underscore podcast, and on Twitter at mutant musings. What did you think of Wolverine and the X-Men? Is it your favorite X-Men cartoon? This concludes our 2019 summer series. But join us next week with a regularly scheduled episode. And until then, Level 5 Gene was right.